Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by life coach Mark Fennell. Hello. Hello and thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me once again. So obviously I suppose we're back with uh, good old Love Island, the winter season. And mm-hmm, I know. Yeah, along with that comes a lot of, I suppose, not only love questions, but also relation, like friendship relationship questions. It is. And I think what Love Island tends to do is, and I know we're not necessarily discussing Love Island a huge amount, but it does kind of show us on the screen what tends to be a representation of what happens in real life, Mm -hmm. except it gets, you know, played out on a screen and it is edited. So always bear that in mind. But it does kind of highlight some of the things that happen within friendships, relationships, even families Um, things like the breadcrumbing that goes Mm -hmm. on and the manipulation and the kind of two facedness and stuff like that. So I think what Love Island does is it's relatable in a lot of ways. And I think that's why it sucks the audience in. But it's also... Uh, I suppose a snapshot into how group dynamics can work in reality. It's just we're not used to seeing all of this dynamic play out in real life because what we don't know can't hurt us. But when you're seeing it on the screen, people get villainized. So um, but the thing about it is a lot of the behaviors, albeit not great, not good. um, They are quite common because I know for me, you know, in my practice, I I have a lot of people who come to me and things like the gaslighting, the breadcrumbing, the, mm. you know, the ghosting and stuff are, are real issues and they are a constant, whether they're people who have only known each other in a work scenario, um, but also when it comes to friends and friendships changing. So, yeah, I think it just plays out what we all know in real life to be very much true. And you mentioned breadcrumbing a couple of times. What exactly does yeah. that mean? So breadcrumbing is, it's head wrecking for most people. Mm -hmm. Basically what it is, it's where someone is leaving like breadcrumbs, if we call it that, Mm -hmm. in the form of, you know, maybe a little flirty glance or maybe kind of some compliments or whatever. But they're essentially leading someone on to the, should we say, to give them the impression that, you know, there's more to this. I kind of like you. Do you like me? Mm -hmm. But the problem, the reason they use the term breadcrumbing is, is because there, there is no loaf of bread at the end of it. There is nobody, you know, falling in love. It's leading someone on essentially is how I put it um, and giving them a false, should we say, narrative that there could be more to this friendship relationship. So it's kind of leading people on. But the reason it works or people do it, that's the more the interesting part to me is because it's uh, for a need to feel loved or to feel noticed and it's very much driven by a person's ego but it's also very much driven by a person's insecurities Mm. and so it's dangerous because it leads people on into this kind of false sense of oh are are they into me when really they're not it's just they like the attention and we've seen that in love island as well and one of the girls was kind of breadcrumbing so to speak and she really has no interest um and and the the thing about it was her, her name is um Tanya and she was kind of leading people on and we, we could see the conversation happen over there with one guy and then over there with another guy and you'd swear she liked them all but she was very clear on who she didn't like and who she did like but she wanted to give them all the impression that she liked them so it kind of secures her oh if this guy doesn't work out he thinks I like him anyway so he'll I can go over to his bed kind of thing mm, like that's so worrying and like I was going to say it to you it is kind of insecurity but is there I suppose a point where Obviously, it's coming from insecurity. Is that something that they need to work on and perhaps it could come to something? Or is it like that? that is it? Like they're literally just doing it for the game? You know what? It, it can be from the it's just game playing. Mm. Um, the only the, the problem is we see it and, you know, we get to realize it's quite, I suppose, false. And yeah. a person who shows that kind of behavior will most likely never win because the general public vote them at the end of the day. But here's the thing with Greg Crumman. If someone is guilty of it and whatnot, you know, it is coming from that insecurity. It is coming from that need to feel that kind of the vibes, so mm-hmm. to speak, that something might happen. It's coming from insecurity 
deep down at the end of the day is a, a, a need to be wanted, a need to be desired, and even a need to be loved. And they may not even want to be loved by the person. They just want to be desired by the person. It gives them that sense of importance. Um, you know, and not to go into down the road with narcissism, but narcissism is very much the same as well. Anyone who's narcissistic is very insecure. But again, they try and control people. They may not even be interested in the person themselves, but they want the person to be interested in them. Again, it all goes back to the ego. And if we always think of it that way, because the word ego is actually the Latin word for I, and it's all about I, uh, not about us or not about we. And so it's the person basically getting topped up emotionally or their insecurity by getting attention and it's manipulated attention and it's quite false. Now, the dangerous side of that is, is that people can use that to get stuff. You know, you see a girl with a guy or a guy with a girl and they're given this you know, should we say false impression that they're interested in order to get something from the person. And the downside is as soon as they get what they were looking for, they drop them like a ton of bricks. So it's quite manipulative. You might see it sometimes in the work environment, people doing that to get the promotion or to win over the boss and so mm -hmm. forth. It's not a just a fake niceness. It's a giving the impression that the person is interested. It's, so it's a little, it's a level above fake niceness. Mm, they, they kind of know what they're doing. They're playing that game to, to I suppose, turn it in their own direction. Exactly. And they're more often than not, are, they are self-aware, but sometimes they're not self-aware. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes they are. I mean, some narcissists, you know, that we've, we've come across, you know, and I've dealt with their partner or whatnot, but they are oblivious and they a true narcissist believes that everyone is the fault, not me. And my behaviors are perfectly accurate and correct. And this is how it should be. So a narcissist never rarely, um, I'll nearly, I will use the word never, mm -hmm. sees the error in their ways. So it's, you you can't really do anything about it, sadly, if it's present. And the downside is if you've got someone who's conniving or controlling and they're your manager, you know, that's when things really can take a turn. Yeah, absolutely. And then I suppose we've ghosting, which is a whole other level where they just cut you off. Well, this is the thing. And I think with ghosting, like, you know, I think we've all probably been ghosted from one thing to another. But I personally find ghosting so agitating mm. because, you know, I... I I'm an upfront person. So for someone who's upfront, it's like, why can't they just say no, thank you? Or why can't exactly, they just say yeah. I'm not, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I, I, what's your thoughts on ghosting? Because I, I can never get down to it. I, and I can never do it. You know, I'm, be, I'm not perfect. but I yeah. would be the same as you. I would rather someone came and told me to my face that they hated me or they just didn't want to talk to me anymore. I would rather that than just cutting off. It's the cutting off that, that kills me. I, I just it's the cutting off with no no reason yeah. rhyme or reason and yeah. I think it's the unknown but like I've seen it in scenarios where you know even with uh, in business where you'd have someone who's working with you everything's great whatever else and then they just kind of ghost you mm -hmm. but here's what I I have found six months later they come back and they're like yeah I want to I want to you know, <laughs> chat with you and whatever else and I was like oh did you Is not that, get the email could, like what like bad organization skills where they've just kind of forgotten that you're there <laughs> maybe I, I i don't know what it is but like i've seen it i've seen it show up in 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 many ways and i and, and the reason i mentioned that when i seen that in business one time it was like months later and they came back because they had no clue that they had just kind of dropped off yeah, the face of the planet I mean. and yeah. and it was definitely a bad organization thing. but for me you see the problem was it gave me the impression like they're just they must be just they're ghosting flaky. me or something yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah you know but it turns out they weren't so I always say to people as well, and this is the big thing that I've learned, and I think many will learn it the hard way, if mm -hmm. anything, 
when someone ghosts you, don't always presume they're ghosting you. It could be something completely, completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be just they're going through stuff or whatever else. So I think what we tend to do is we're like, why won't they even just let me know what's going on? Which mm-hmm. is kind of normal and mm-hmm. what you'd expect. But if you don't get it, don't go pushing and looking for it because it might not be ghosting. But yeah, ghosting is one behavior that it, I, I'm nearly going to say it didn't exist 10 years ago. <laughs> but But like, it seems to be the new way of saying no. Yeah. You know, and I've heard some people even say like, um, uh, no answer is an answer. And yes. I kind of go, well, it's kind of rude, though. <laughs> Very like, absolutely. And I suppose kind of going into rudeness and getting back to, to Love Island briefly, the arguments that are going on between so-called friends, that happens in real life quite a bit as well. But is it worth to save a re- like a friendship relationship? You see, this is the thing, like, and, and people will always ask. So I had a client there um, only yesterday and they had a kind of a feud with their sibling, their sister, in fact. Mm. And she was saying, this has happened so much our whole lives. You know, we're grown adults now. Am I not better off? Just cut it off. And mm. I, the answer I gave there is but the answer I'll give here. Sometimes, especially, first of all, when it comes to family, you know, you're not always going to get on. There will be stuff. Focus on the elements of the person that you do like. And kind of keep the conversations to the things that are safe because it's too easy to dismiss and I should say cut off people. And I think in society today, and I will say this, I think there's a very much, oh, if I don't like you, I cut you out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the problem with that is it's it's not always the way to conduct ourselves. We shouldn't be cutting people out because sometimes, you know, if you get upset and then they're like, oh, that's it. I'm done with you. You're gone. It's a very black and white situation. What I do think is the way, you know, forward, so we speak, and which is the better way because nobody's perfect is rather than try and throw that friendship or that relationship or that family member or whatever, rather than throw that relationship away, try and repair it first. Then if it is, you know, solvable, great, but always give it a chance Mm -hmm. because if we are that quick, and I think we are today in society, we're very quick. Someone upsets us. That's it. They're gone. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's no grace in that. There's no forgiveness in that. And it's, it's not a society. We wouldn't like someone to do it to us if we did wrong to them, you know? So, there is a time when you might have to cut someone off if the toxic behavior is repetitive, mm-hmm. but don't be the first thing you do. We need to be a bit more human about it, maybe. I think so, because mm. it's just, I, I do think things have gone a bit like that. And I, and I know from dealing with clients how there's a lot of hurt, you know, I'm not saying, look, people, humans have always been humans, but I do see a lot of hurt happen when people are just cut out of someone's life mm-hmm. and it wasn't warranted. It was unfair to just cut them out over such a small thing. But I will also say as well, sometimes people cut people out of their lives because they might they might find an excuse to cut you out, but they may actually be jealous of you and want you out, you know, mm-hmm. so there can be that too. You'll never know really because they're not going to tell you. They're just going to do it. So yeah, I think, I no. think that's the right approach though. I think it is kind of give people a second, maybe a third chance depending um, but yeah, I, I do yeah. think as well, you need to give people some grace for sure. I do, because I mean, at the end of the day, none of us are perfect. We're going to do stuff that upsets people too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's better to salvage things. I've seen like, you know, I do obviously relationship mediation. I've seen relationships that were not just on the rocks, but like separation had already happened and divorce was now the next step. Mm-hmm. And I've seen relationships come back from the abyss and be restored again. Um, so I'm not saying every relationship can do that. But more can do it than you think. And if you can solve something, if it is a marriage, if you can solve something, there's no shame in asking for a third person's opinion or help mm-hmm. in it. That's a professional at that. And you never know because I've seen couples and I can say I've seen couples fall in love again, um, you know, 
from what you would have deemed was a completely that's over, you know, yeah, and it, it wasn't. Can, so it shows you what you communication know. can do if you just speak to somebody. It, it is, you know, mm-hmm. and you know what gets in the way? I thought probably the theme of this chat conversation, the ego gets in the <laughs> yeah. way. And it's like, you know, you won't get one up on me. I'll get one up on you. Mm-hmm. And that tit for tat thing starts. And when that starts, there's no end in sight. But when we start to say, you know what, love is a choice. It's not an emotion. It's not how they treat me. It's I choose to love them till death do part and whatnot. Now, look, it doesn't always work out like that in every marriage. And some marriages are destined to fail and they're not, you know, staying together could be quite detrimental. But I always say, don't don't give up until you've exhausted every avenue because you'd be surprised how salva- salvageable some relationships can be. Absolutely. And, and friendships as well. well. Well, this is the thing. I think it goes for all relationships really in our lives. But uh, we are me- like running to the end of the month now and you're going to be doing a motivation um, Yes, so I'm actually putting it on uh, for all the FM 104 listeners. Uh, and so. it's actually free. And it's happening Wednesday, the 1st of February at 8 o'clock. If you head over to my Instagram, markfennel.ie, two N's, two L's. Um, and you just basically, if you head over there, there's a link in my bio, you can sign up to it. It is a free workshop. It's all about mindset and motivation and practical skills so we can have long-term motivation and get in the right mindset, which is a game changer. So it's going to be good. Brilliant, Mark. Thank you so much for chatting to us this evening. Thank you.